Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And I'm back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I'm all by myself, but don't you worry about that. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Thanks to everybody who's downloaded the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to everybody who's listening on YouTube, and thanks to all of you who watch our videos over on Newsbreak. We also want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you can get an exclusive webcast from sunday to thursday access to the live recording of the dear pats nation podcast uh, an exclusive live stream from every friday every second friday where you can join connor and i live on the screen we don't have any tiers it's only five dollars so come check out the dear pats nation loyalty club at patreon.com slash dpn sports we've left the link in the description Uh, I think I put together a pretty decent show for you today. We're going to be looking at a story that came out from Jake Levin of NBC Sports, talking about how Stephon Gilmore holding out is not the most pressing issue for the Patriots at this time. I'm going to play a portion of a segment that we had with Patriots outsider Lawrence Owen as he gives his opinion and take on all the different stories that Connor and I covered this week. And I'm going to play you a short clip from our Patriot patreon exclusive content that's easy for you to say all right i hope you're having a great weekend so far let's get this thing started and connor and i are thrilled to be a part of the news break team and when you download the free news break app from the link that we've left in the in the description it directly supports dear pats nation so you can stay up to date with all of our content and all of your local news for free by downloading the news news break app with the link that we provided you in the the description. All right, so here's a story we're looking at. Jake Levin of NBC Sports wrote that Stefan Gilmore holdout is not the Patriots' most pressing issue, and he wrote this. As the beginning of training camp looms, the New England Patriots have yet to come to terms with cornerback Stefan Gilmore on a new contract to end his holdout. That's not nearly as big of a deal as figuring out who will play quarterback for the team, according to one NBC Sports analyst. Warren Sharp, who analyzes in analytics for NBC Sports, told Early Edition Thursday that even if the Patriots can't come up with a new deal for the 30-year-old Gilmore, he doesn't believe that will ruin what New England is building in 2021. Quote, I think it's still going to come down to how quickly Mac Jones can get himself ready to get on the field, Sharp said. And let's say Cam Newton does put up and does end up getting a lot better. How well does he weather those first four games and how does he come out of it on the other side? End quote. 
listen, obviously Cam Newton is always going to be the focal point, the headline, the shining bright story, as long as he is the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. Connor and I will be covering a story on Sunday night's podcast about how he is still, you know, Bill Belichick's guy. And it looks like unless Cam Newton just absolutely balls out, Cam's going to be the starter week one. Some people are going to be upset by that. Some people aren't going to be upset by that. Me personally, as I've talked about many times in the past, uh, I do not have faith in Cam Newton, but it's neither here nor there. I guess that brings back down to the total sort of title of the story is is the quarterback situation more pressing at this point than re-signing Stephon Gilmore? And I understand what Sharp's point is. You can have the greatest defense in the world, but if the offense can't get things going, you're not going to succeed. I think that the 2019 Patriots were a prime example of that. We saw the defense was one of the most dominant defenses in the league. That's the year that Stephon Gilmore himself was the defensive player of the year. But the offense sucked. No fault to Tom Brady. The offensive line was awful. Mohamed Sanu came in. He was Sir Drops a lot. Josh Gordon left. The whole AB saga. Philip Dorsett fell off the face of the earth. It came down to like an injured Julian Edelman and Jacoby Myers. No tight end factor. The the combination of Ryan Izzo, Matt Lacoste, and Ben Watson didn't work. They had no fullbacks. Sony Michelle had an off year. James White did his damnedest to keep Brady in it. But the offense just couldn't do enough, and they ended up losing some squeaker, low-scoring game to the Titans in the divisional round of the playoffs. So, And that was after going like year after year after year after year after year to the AFC Championship. So I guess that comes down to what's more important, bringing in your best player, who is Stephon Gilmore, not even just your best defensive player, but the best player you have on the team in Gilmore, or trying to figure out your quarterback situation. You could almost argue that they're equally important, And I've kind of wavered back and forth about what's more important for the Patriots. Is it getting Gilmore or is it figuring out that quarterback situation? Uh, I'm now leaning on, we have to figure out a way to get Gilmore back on this team. As a lot of people know, though, I'm a homer. I'm always going to pick team over player. I'm always going to support Belichick over everybody else. I supported him over Brady. It upset a lot of people. I'm supporting him over Gilmore. It's going to hurt a lot of people. And when Belichick leaves, I'm going to support the next GM. I'm going to support the next coach. I'm always team over player. However, in this situation, I'm looking at Belichick saying, no, this is a pressing need. You need to sign this guy. I love JC Jackson. I think JC Jackson is an elite cornerback, but I think that JC Jackson is an elite cornerback as the number two. I didn't see him play at elite levels as the number one. He had great moments and he maybe even had elite moments and he had some consistency there, but we watched them get torched a couple of times. We watched them have a terrible game against the New York Jets. I think that was either a Monday night football game or a Thursday night football game. We saw him have a brutal game against Buffalo where, where Diggs just ran all over him and as Connor would say, in fairness, Diggs ran over a lot of different players. But I think that you can be an elite number two cornerback, but not be an elite number one. I think it takes a special player like Stephon Gilmore, like Jalen Ramsey, like Xavier Howard to step up and be that elite number one who's going to cover the other team's best receivers. All that being said, the Patriots quarterback situation, of course, is going to be equally important because you need somebody who can throw the football. Even though it's going to be run heavy, there's a lot of evidence out there, a lot of analytics that say the teams that are the most successful are the teams that know how to pass the football. So the Patriots are going to have to figure that piece out. The Patriots are going to have to 
maneuver their roster to be able to pass the ball. They're not going to win a Super Bowl just running the football. It's that simple. At some point, you got to throw the ball. At some point, somebody's got to catch it. I think they have the weapons to catch the ball this year, even though Rich Keefe came out today and said that all the Patriots have is a bunch of number three and four and five receivers, no number one and twos. I believe they have a bunch of number twos. No, I, I, and I'll, I'll fully admit to everybody, I don't think that there's anybody on the Patriots wide receiving core, at least right now, unless Jacoby Myers turns out to be that guy that you can say is a true number one receiver. However, going into this offseason, I talked about it a lot. I'd rather see the Patriots load up on a bunch of number twos and have solid tight ends and run their offense like that. They've got two of the top tight two of the top ten tight ends. It's a story that I'm gonna be covering in tomorrow's weekend edition of the Dear Pat Station podcast and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. They're absolutely phenomenal. And then you got a bunch of number two receivers in Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and of course, Jacoby Myers. And I think that they're good enough that the passing game can work. So is it going to be Cam? Is it going to be Mac? Is Mac Jones going to be ready? Is Cam Newton going to improve? That's a wait and see. And yes, that's pressing, but there's nothing that the Patriots can really do about that except work for development. On the other hand, when you look at the Stephon Gilmore situation, there's a lot that the Patriots can do. The Patriots can absolutely positively fix this situation with Gilmore. They can come to terms. They can find a contract that's going to suit both him and the team. Again, I don't want them to go out and make Gilmore the highest paid player in the NFL. He, uh, Frankly, I don't think he deserves that kind of, well, maybe he deserves it, but frankly, I don't think that he should even expect it he's going to be 31 years old when the season starts he's coming off of a quad injury you know he's starting to go to the downside of his career via age we haven't seen that decline in play yet and even last year playing hurt we didn't see a lot of that decline however the Patriots got to manage that salary cap a little bit but I think you can pay the guy the Patriots have a chance if that defense can be absolutely as elite as we assume they're going to be Belichick added a lot of players brought obviously players back uh guys coming back who sat out last year and Dante Hightower and I think that it can be elite and Stefan Gilmore is going to be that crucial missing piece to just take that defense over the edge because I talked about it last season the Patriots were missing a couple of pieces that Dante Hightower that you know that Kyle Van Noy that Matt Judon who can get to the quarterback and and that that defensive tackle who can get to the quarterback who hopefully they got in Christian Barmore, their rookie out of Alabama. So, it, but now they're missing that other piece in cornerback. You got Jalen Mills, but I think that he's going to switch back and forth from safety to cornerback. I think he's going to be more set for that Jason McCourty role. We know that Kyle Duggar is going to move into the Patrick Chung role. Now that Chung has retired and, I JC Jackson's going to be their number one cornerback if Gilmore's not there, but I think bringing in Gilmore is going to be super important because if that Patriots defense is locked down, if that Patriot is as some a defense is as some people predicted better than the 2019 defense, well, then the Patriots offense doesn't have to do a whole lot. They have to do more than they did in 2019 to be successful and put up a few more points. But that takes a lot more pressure of whether it's Mac Jones or Cam Newton behind quarterback. Let's just assume that it's Cam Newton. Takes a little bit of pressure off of him because he has the moves and the weapons, both at the tight ends and the running backs to move that football. And that defense is going to give them every opportunity to score. So I get what Sharp is saying. I get how important the quarterback situation is. But when you say there's more pressing issues rather than re-signing Stephon Gilmore, I just can't buy that. I can't buy into what you're saying. All I can say is, is Stephon Gilmore is absolutely vital to this Patriots team. 
All right, that's about it uh, of me talking by myself. I'm going to switch it over to some of the conversation that we had on Patreon with Patriots outsider Lawrence Owen. We discussed with Lawrence whether or not the excuses being made for Cam Newton last season were and are legit and had Lawrence give his take on the Nikhil Harry trade request and who comes across worse, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry, or Nikhil Harry's agent. There are people who believe yeah, that buddy. Connor and I are too biased. So once a week, we bring in our boy Lawrence, and he gives us his take on the New England Patriots. Lawrence is the host of the Colts Law podcast. He's an Indianapolis Colts creator on YouTube. You can search up Colts Law or Lawrence Owen. You can find him on Twitter at Colts underscore law. He's also the play-by-play voice of the Indy Express of the Basketball League. You can find his Colts content with us now over on Newsbreak. Ladies and gentlemen of Pat's Nation, the Patriots outsider. Get ready to clap, Connor. I'm ready. Lawrence Owen. Oh, wow. Welcome, Uh, Lawrence. To make it clear, I just pick it up like this. And I dial zero, and I ask the operator to link me up to Newsbreak. (laughs) Whatever it takes. He heard. He heard us, Connor. He heard us. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, buddy. All right, Lawrence. Time we do not have with you, so we're going to jump right into it. We're going to go through all the headlines that we have discussed this week. We have given our opinion on it, and we want your opinion. And I'm going to throw this out at you right now. We put out a very controversial video on Saturday. Yeah, Uh, the most dislikes, the most threats, the most negative comments to the point that Connor Carney had to stop reading the comments because he was starting to feel the rage of people and the hurt that was getting thrown towards us. First time ever. You didn't walk off first. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it was we 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 stirred the pot. We did purpose. Okay, Uh, I wouldn't say on purpose. I would say okay. that we we decided to get we were holding back and we decided to put out our full opi- our real opinion. Uh, we lost over one hundred YouTube subscribers yeah. on wow. Saturday. Yeah, in one day. And I, I please I ask you if you've seen it. No, I haven't. Or I ask you to go watch it then. But we're gonna ask you. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> the title. Of that said video was people need to stop making excuses for Cam Newton. I've and, seen the, I've seen it, but I haven't watched it. Yes. So basically the way we broke it down was this. We've heard all the excuses, right, Lawrence? He didn't have a full offseason. He signed late to the New England Patriots. He didn't have a great supporting cast. The Patriots playbook is complicated. He missed two weeks of practice after he caught COVID-19. He was coming off a serious injury the year before. We sat here and said, okay, let's give him the pass. We're going to dub it the season of no excuses, even though throwing the ball at receiver's ankles and skipping the ball across the field and not being able to read a defense and forgetting the play you called when you got up to the line of scrimmage and having bad over-the-top techniques when you're trying to hit people short, uh, not looking out (laughs) to your flanks, and getting locked in on receivers has nothing to do with the excuses that were laid on top. We decided we would chill out a little bit and say, okay, we'll give a pass. Um, but it's got to be this season of no excuses. Then he comes out and has a two poor days of mini camp. 
and the excuse train just got rolling. Uh, what do we expect? It was raining. Uh, he was just coming back from an injury and the excuses started before the guy even took a real pass in the NFL season this year. And basically Connor and I have said, I think in Connor, if I'm speaking for you, stop me. But I think we both said, if I interpret it properly, we do not trust Cam Newton to be the quarterback of the Patriots yep. this season. And not, though not, we, not fully. And though we were against it before, we wouldn't mind seeing Mac Jones start. And if Cam Newton does play, we don't want to hear a single excuse because the excuses are off the table. I'm yep. going to lay it to you. Does Cam Newton have legitimate excuses for last season? And should the excuses be off the table this year? He does have legitimate excuses for last season. However, the majority of those excuses should be off the table this season. This whole, you know, no pre, no preseason or mini camps or training camps and all that. That's an excuse. Gone. New team. Don't know the playbook. That's not an excuse anymore. Gone. Right. Uh, was gone for like two and a half years due to the injury. No excuses. He played last year, the whole year. No that excuse is gone. There's a lot that you, that was on the table from last season that I completely agree with you. There should, there don't bring any of that up now because there is no excuse for that. Now, on the other hand, we can't, we don't have crystal balls. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. And, and something could happen. Who knows? What if, uh, someone important to him, something bad happens to him in his real life. You know, you can't just be like, well, he has to suck it up. Right. Or something like that. I mean, just things happen in life that sometimes you just kind of go, this is going to slide for just now. But to be fair, in all honesty, all eyes are going to be on him in preseason. And if he does not look sharp, if he does not look like that guy that everybody was hoping he was going to be the beginning of last year, then I would not, I wouldn't hesitate to to pull him and say, "Hey, let's see what Matt can do with the first team." Connor, any response to Lawrence? No, I I, I hear you. I mean, every excuse that he had last season, I mean, a lot of them. I mean, at the end of the day, either you perform or you don't. But a lot of those excuses, they did have validity in them. It was a very tough thing. But other people didn't and overcame it. But I think this year it should just be like, obviously, he has no excuses. I've been saying, you know, I think Cam will start week one, and I'm not opposed to that at all. But I just think the lease should be short. I mean, they should come out and tell him, look, man, like, this is what it is. You know, we're going to give you another opportunity. We're going to put you out there week one. Like, you have the chance to show us that you're going to light it up like you've been saying you know, for the past year and a half on social media, you are. And if he doesn't, I, I think the lease should be very short and rightfully so. All right. So Lawrence is just as hated as us now. Okay. We want to move on <laughs> from this. We want to look at another guy who's been massively disappointed in New England, disappointing in New England, and that's Nikhil Harry. And as we know, last week, he demanded a trade or sorry, requested a trade. People are upset that I'm using the word demanded, that he requested a trade from the Patriots. Uh, and one of the things that, we talked about this week is who looks worse in Nikhil Harry in his trade demand, because it's reopened the light to bill Belichick missing yet another wide receiver draft pick. It's put shine some light on Josh McDaniels, who 
this is the only defense I'll give Nikhil Harry. I don't believe actually helped Nikhil Harry with the play calling and position that he put him in. However, Nikhil Harry did not help himself whatsoever. PFF put a stat out last week that Nikhil Harry only got separation on 25% of his snaps last season. That meant for 75. So for a guy who's screaming about wanting more touches and more passes, and you're only getting open for 75, or you're, you're covered 75% of the time, you're not going to get it. And then his agent, who is swinging up at the New England Patriots. Uh, this is not swinging down or swinging frontwards. You're swinging up at the Patriots by publicly demanding this trade because you're upset that your client has not performed since coming to the NFL. So I got to ask you, when I lay out those four scenarios in front of you, and I know you could kind of go either way, but I'm going to kind of put the pressure on you and say pick one. Who's coming out of this looking worse? Oh, Harry. Harry's looking worse by far. I mean, Look at it. Okay, so what if? I sure you might not have been in a in a position to succeed. You might not have had a great quarterback uh, last year. Last year, that's the only year that you could say you didn't have a great quarterback throwing to you. All right, uh, I get. Yeah, you know, well, he don't throw to rookies. Oh well, here's the facts. When your number's called, you need to produce. If you don't produce when your yeah. number is called you're not going to have any, your number called as much, period. It's your own fault that you are not getting the targets that you want because when your number is called for those targets, you aren't producing like you are supposed to as the pick that you had in the draft. So, yes, him asking for a trade, throwing out a bunch of excuses uh, about why he hasn't succeeded with New England looks worse on him. Yeah, Connor, your response. Yeah, I, I think Lawrence nailed it on the head when he said, "When you your number is called, you have to produce," and especially in New England. And I thought last year was a huge opportunity for Nikhil Harry to do that. I mean, you knew his number was going to be called a lot last year. They had no production out of the tight ends. Julian Edelman was injured. They really they were begging somebody to step up and make something happen. So the opportunities for him were there. And in the past two years, I mean, even he didn't do much with Brady. Obviously, Brady didn't throw it to him that much. But when he did, he didn't do anything anyways. When his number was called, he, he didn't produce at the end of the day. All right, I hope you enjoyed that segment with Lawrence. I will play the rest of the conversation that we had with Lawrence tomorrow. But now it's time to play a quick, a quick clip from our Patreon-exclusive content. Don't forget, for only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on the screen we don't have any tiers. It's only $5. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've left the link in the description. Love Vibration Nation says, how have you not seen Braveheart? Oh, boy. Bro, this is why you don't have a girlfriend yet. You need to level up your game. Me and Ray are going to have to Ernie Adams you. So he's telling me if I watch Braveheart, then that's going to be the trick. That's I watch Braveheart, all of a sudden the girls are going to know. <laughs> I guess that's, that's what it is. I'm renting it this weekend. I appreciate the advice. Love Vibration Nation. What are you doing? Renting the VHS? You're going to go to your local Blockbuster and, and rent the, rent the video? I'm definitely going to try and go to Blockbuster. I think there's a Blockbuster in Alaska still. Is there a Blockbuster in Southie? <laughs> Probably. No, there's only one. There is a dollar a, store now. There is a Blockbuster. 
It's in like Oregon or Yeah, did you see that that documentary on Netflix? The no, no. No. Oh, there's a documentary on it called The Last Blockbuster. And it like it's the one in Alaska. They had three in Alaska. They're all well shut down now. Yeah. And there's one left in Oregon or some somewhere like that. Oregon or Utah. And uh yeah, it's still there. And and they would like they still rent videos and you still need your blockbuster card. And they yeah, would, they're like making a living off like nostalgic like memories. They are, and apparently they load up with like new releases and stuff too. Like they treat it like a movie store. Right, and people still go. Only a like it would take a pandemic for me to sit down and watch a documentary about a video store. Yeah, I watched a lot of documentaries during the pandemic. Did you watch Tiger King? I did. I did watch Tiger King. I thought it was fantastic. I was captivated. I really was. <laughs> you would. That seems like your kind of people. I yeah. I watched and I said, "What is going on here?" I I still can't believe the guy who was in the first one where he was like the fake doctor who had like nine wives all working for him for 11 cents an hour. Then everyone just moved right on. And then after (laughs) I saw it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like this lady probably maybe possibly killed her husband, fed him to a bunch of tigers and then took all of his money and signed it over to herself and then got into a huge fight with a guy from Oklahoma who had a tiger farm. (laughs) <laughs> and was doing drugs and having all sorts of orgies and whatever else he was doing. So I guess that guy didn't look as bad. Yeah, you're right. They did show some characters on in that documentary that they just moved past with no. They just, yeah, they, 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 they just moved right on. I was like, wait a second. What about this guy? When it was like Joe Dirt's like first husband there that like had no teeth or anything. And they oh, yeah. He never him. wore a shirt. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm not gay. And right. like, you were married to, but he was he was married. married to a guy yeah like i guess he was just doing a lot of they're doing a lot of meth i think i think that's, i think that's exactly what it was they were just feeding each other meth playing with the tigers and he's he still in jail he is he is and i thought that was kind of bizarre because i think carol baskin is probably the most guilty person and then the guy that he hired who was going to supposedly go out with that hit didn't go to jail somehow he's the only one who went to jail out of all those people well because that guy didn't go do the hit he went to vegas and drank the money and, away yeah and stole the money he just I don't like, know. he drank it and gambled it away and, and then it was that other guy at the end that came in that was super sketchy and now carol baskins won a lawsuit against him and owns the farm oh my goodness go figure man that lady she is she should play the lottery <laughs> she's probably won the mass state lottery like three times and we don't even know oh man uh power wheel or whatever thursday that's right her. yeah yep that's right did you buy your ticket i i entered the i entered the draft i entered the lottery hopefully they, you, they should pull my name out it's, it's my day can you only put your name in once i think so yeah uh i was gonna pay to get it in again well, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll definitely message them, but I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they're gonna answer. <laughs> why? It's a good question. I'm gonna ask them why. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm going back through my uh, mentions, and I've mentioned you 317 times over the past 200 days, and you guys have not answered. What kind of customer service is that? That's really bad customer service, to be honest with you. Well, good luck. There's also another special day on Thursday as well, not just a power wheel. It's uh, I'm I'm hearing rumors that it is the first day back from the All Star Game and the Red Sox are playing the Yankees. Have you heard that? I heard well. I heard that. I heard that someone else also is turning thirty. 
fake news. I haven't heard that at all. I heard someone might be turning 29.29 times two, but. All right. Thanks to everybody for tuning in to this edition of the podcast. I will be back tomorrow to discuss another Patriots topic. We'll finish off that conversation that we had with Lawrence and I'll play you another clip from our Patreon page. But until then, it's time for me to say goodbye. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until then, the Patriots are going to be legit, kid. Support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Visit Manscaped.com and save 20% plus free shipping when you use the code RAYROUTE. Get your hands on the very best male grooming products and save 20% plus free shipping using the code RAYROUTE when you visit Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And support Deer Pats. Support of Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company by visiting RockyMountainBarber.com. Save yourself 5% using that code RayRoute when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and save 5% using the code RayRoute. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.